Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hey, survivors, this is Erin Hartz. I'm here to record you guys another dating death trap episode. I'm really excited because I didn't know if I had a number seven in me. But after I recorded the six, I've taken a big break from writing those episodes. And last year, I did have another relationship, though, that I had not really emotionally unpacked. It's taken me a year since that relationship ended almost to really go back and see what I could have done differently maybe or now what I will do differently as I move forward. So today I'm going to present you guys with the dating death trap number seven, which I'm calling clamming up. So have you ever clammed up? So you have to kind of think about yourself in a situation and there's different people that we've been in relationships with, friendships or at work or whatnot. And can you think of a person that you've ever been around and you can feel yourself folding within like you do in a locker room when maybe you're changing clothes or, you know, maybe you haven't been in that situation a very long time. But I'm thinking about maybe like at the gym, sometimes that will happen where I'll be changing clothes there. And I kind of fold into myself a little bit just instinctively, maybe um, to cover my nudity. Or that's kind of clamming up in a way like it's an instinctive way that our body might react to a situation that we're just trying to kind of keep in our own little space, keep small, keep so nobody says anything or does anything like that's kind of clamming up. Or I can think of a situation where I've been somebody who I can tell we're not going to really get along. And I mean, we're having a conversation. I can tell this is not my person and I you know, clam up. I'm not going to really say much about who I am or be authentic in any way because I can tell this is not a safe person for me to be myself around. Um, So that's kind of clamming up. So today I'm going to talk about like, why is that a problem? So why is that a dating death trap to clam up? So I'm going to go back and answer that question in in a minute. I'm really interested in also this part of this whole thing that it's interesting to me that after my relationship ended last year, the longest one I've had for since I've been divorced um, was four months. And that was this person that I was dating last year. And, you know, it wasn't a bad relationship. We had a good time. He was a teacher. I was a teacher. We both had a child and we're part-time single parents, me mo- almost full-time and him half and half, basically. He had a, he had his, his daughter a little more than half of the time. And so he really understood that part about me, about being a single parent and having your kid a lot, um, that a lot of people wouldn't understand. And so he and I 
really bonded over that and of being teachers because that gave us a ton of stuff to discuss and talk about and we enjoyed discussing those topics and and how they were and and that was really fun. So I think we quickly had a rapport because we had those things in common. He was also really into communication and he was really open and he totally respected my boundaries physically And so I really liked that about him. He was open-minded in that way. And so, you know, a lot of the things in that relationship were going well. And I I feel like probably it's one of my, probably my healthiest relationship I've ever been in. So after it ended, though, I I just stopped really wanting to see him. I realized it wasn't really going to go farther. And then we had an argument, I guess our first argument. Um, And then, you know, when you have your first argument, it really shows you who that person is. I didn't really like what I saw in the fact that I didn't think that this person argued in a way that he could take responsibility for his actions and his feelings and all that kind of stuff. So I saw the signs in our first argument of where I brought something up and he didn't like what I said. And then he ended up like pulling stuff about me that was that he didn't like when that wasn't really what we were talking about. We were talking about him and I was expressing my feelings about it. And he didn't like what I said. And, um, you know, I'm not perfect either. And I'm still working on communication. And, you know, I just really didn't like the way the whole thing was going. And um, I could tell that it wasn't going to get any more loving between us. And I just felt like, you know, this is just not, this is not enough. I, I can do better than this. This is, this is definitely not something to settle for. It's not a person that I want to keep rallying for and having these deep discussions that are really challenging because you get to a point in a relationship where you have to start having hard conversations. And if I don't truly love this person, it's really not worth it for me to spend my time and energy having conversations that are deep and difficult with somebody that I can tell it's just not going to work out. So I don't know if I needed to explain all that. But so I ended the relationship, you know, four months in, And I actually felt really happy about that at the time. Strangely, I felt really relieved when I ended the relationship and I felt like, you know what, I just didn't like him enough. And I was proud of myself for ending that relationship when it wasn't going poorly. Like there were a lot of things going well with that relationship that I hadn't had in former relationships. Like he was really respectful in some ways and I did like a lot of things about him and we shared a lot of similarities or values. It really shows that the second I ended that relationship, I felt relieved. I felt happy. I actually didn't feel sad at all, which is really strange. It was like, huh, I guess I just didn't like him that much, you know? And so there wasn't much for me to unpack there. I knew there would be something more at some point probably, but I wasn't able to see it back then. And I just kind of went on with my life. This week, something came up where I was talking with my therapist about a friend of mine and this relationship that's not really working between this friend of mine that's kind of a newer friend. And I was talking about how it's just, you know, things are not how I I would hope they could be with my other friends, that things are going well. This friend, it's just not, it seems like we just gossip kind of and I'm not really comfortable with that, but I don't really know how to stop it. And, you know, when you get kind of into a pattern with someone and and she and I have gotten into this kind of pattern of 
a little bit gossiping about other people and situations that we're a part of. And I feel uncomfortable and I don't really want to do it anymore. But yet that's what always seems to come up when I talk to her. So my therapist was asking me like, okay, well, just how do you feel when you're with her? That's really what you should look at, you know, and I how do you feel after you after you see her? And then how do you feel about yourself? You know, and I was realizing that, you know, I didn't really feel that good about myself after seeing her. And so I probably need to change the relationship a little bit or maybe step back from the friendship. So I have decided to do that. And I will in in a appropriate way that's kind and caring because I do care about her. I just, you know, don't want to spend as much time with her. When I was thinking about that, though, and realizing that I was showing up to that friendship because it gave me a couple things. And I think I was kind of settling for scraps. I was settling for crumbs in that friendship. And that's what led me to think about my relationship last year. And so I could see it with a new pair of glasses, right? Like because it's been a year and I continue to do personal development work and I'm always trying to learn new things and and see things in a new way and take responsibility for my actions so that I can hopefully someday have a really healthy and loving relationship with a wonderful partner. Um, So I look at that. And so I started seeing that that relationship last year too, in some ways, I was accepting crumbs. And I don't want to be rude to the relationship because it gave me a lot of positive things. But there were some negative things too, if I look back. And one of the major behaviors I can see when I look back at that relationship is that from date number one, I can see myself clamming up. Okay, so I look back and I can't even believe that I can even trace this back to our first date. Okay, because in my mind, I was thinking our first date was great. Like we had such a great conversation. He and I just met for a walk. And we really hit it off. Like it was easy to talk to him. But then something happened at the end of the date. And I remember myself acting like, oh, maybe it's no big deal. Right. So I'm minimizing my feelings there. So at the end of the date, you know, we were just walking side by side. Um, I'm not somebody who usually kisses or touches on the first date. It's not really my style. So if the other person is not pushing for that, then it doesn't happen. So he says goodbye to me and walks me to my car. And, you know, there's no physical contact at all. And he was like, do you want to do this again? You know, and he said it like that was the invitation to a second date that he was showing that he liked me. And I enthusiastically was like, yeah, I want to do this again, and looked him in the eye. And in that moment, he didn't meet my exuberance in that moment. And there was a part of me that kind of retreated after that. And at that time, though, I just thought, well, you know, we can't always have the same emotion as somebody else right in the moment, you know, like I was totally minimizing this for myself. Um, I'm not saying that I would do anything different, though. I think that it was a good decision to see this person again because we had a nice little relationship and we had fun together. So, like, I would definitely go back and do it again. I would just kind of notice that at that time, I was feeling an emotion and he was not able to meet me in that emotion in the moment. And this ended up being kind of a theme in our relationship. 
And, you know, I'm still struggling with knowing exactly what a healthy relationship might look and sound like because I haven't had that many examples of healthy relationships in my life. You know, I'm learning from things I hear on podcasts. I'm learning from the world around us, the group of people that is into learning about healthy relationships. It's kind of small still. It's a pioneering field of learning how to really be intimate with our partners in a non-sexual way and um, how to disagree and still love one another. Like those are all skills that our world is working on. So I don't, you know, at that time I was like, I, I can give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was not noticing my feelings at that one second and and whatnot. But I do know in my friendships that work, like my friends and I share similar emotions at the same times, and that's what bonds us together, you know? So I can look back there and see the time he didn't meet me in that exuberance, in my excitement, in that emotion that I have because I'm a really sweet and loving partner. And it kind of I look back now and see that I don't think he could receive that in the way that I want to give it. So a part of me after that little exchange, I think already had some information that maybe I should keep myself smaller for me to fit into this relationship. And then I can see how after that, there was just an energy where it felt like he kind of had the upper hand in the relationship. Like he was a little bit of the one up and I was a little bit of the one down. And neither one of us meant to do that. I think that both of us had very positive intentions and it was just the energy that we had together and our patterns. And so he would end up kind of calling the shots on when it was okay for me to have feelings. That's how I can look back and see that in myself. So that's why I say I was clamming up is because I, after that, kind of learned not to express my emotions very big around him. And I can see that I was kind of quiet sometimes. Like it wasn't that I wasn't communicating or talking, but I wasn't being my exuberant, happy self that I see myself being when I'm truly in a place where I feel comfortable with my friends that truly love me. I can be louder and happier and more excited. And I don't show that part of myself easily because I got shamed for it a lot by my mom when I was a kid, I think, if I could trace it back. I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons, too. Like, it's probably a society thing, too. It's not just my parents. But um, I think that I also learned in childhood that it was just better for me to stay under the radar, right? Like, it's safer. Then nobody asks me for anything, and they don't expect me to do anything if I'm under the radar and I clam up a little bit. But that's not a way to live. Okay. So um, lastly, I just kind of want to talk about like, why is clamming up a red flag? So I think clamming up for me was definitely a red flag in that relationship. And by red flag, I mean that it was a sign that the relationship probably was not going to work out. It was a sign that this probably isn't the best partner for me. So that feeling of clamming up, which is hard to notice because I didn't even notice it until really a year later. 
Um, it's hard to notice, but that is my intuition telling me that I am not comfortable in a situation. So if I feel myself doing that, like I can remember doing with him in little situations, then I know that I'm not safe. So that leads to the question of why don't I feel safe in this? Okay, so it could go two ways there, right? It could be a forked road there. I could feel unsafe in this because I'm just triggered and this is something I need to work through for my inner child and maybe I can do some work about that. Um, That's somewhere I could go next and figure that out. But I think for that relationship, I didn't feel safe because this person, I believe, had some anger issues. It wasn't anger that was directed at me yet. But I think he really tried to stay stable and kind and cool at all times. And he didn't deal with his anger um, and was really repressed in that way. If, you know, I don't want to take his inventory or anything like that. But I what I why I'm saying that is because I think even though he wasn't expressing anger outwardly, I could feel it in him because I'm an extremely sensitive person. I'm highly empathetic and especially with a partner, especially with someone with your romantic with, especially with someone you're intimate with physically, like I can feel someone else's emotions, right? So if he was feeling all this and trying to kind of get over it on his own in his own ways that I don't think we're really working that much. I could feel it. And that is why I clammed up is because I was scared of his anger. So if you notice yourself clamming up in any relationship, I mean, it could be a romantic one, it could be a friendship, it could be with parents or whatnot, then you could ask yourself those questions of why and kind of go down that tunnel. Um, Also, I think I was really in denial about the relationship being as healthy as I wanted it to be. Because it wasn't working for me in the fact that I couldn't express my emotions and feel comfortable. But I wasn't at the time really able to or willing to unpack that because I think I was having a good time and I wanted to see how this turned out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that it would have started to be a problem had I gone through this argument and realized that he had this resentment and it came out when we argued and he couldn't take responsibility for his emotions or actions. When I saw that, I chose luckily to end the relationship because I want to be with somebody who's able to take responsibility for their actions and their feelings. And when I saw that, I knew for sure that he wasn't the partner for me. But if I had at that fork in the road decided to put myself back in denial and said, oh, no, you know, 80% of this relationship is working so well, 90% of this relationship is working so well, I'm just going to keep going forward because so many parts of this are going well, that would have been a major problem. That would have been a time that I abandoned myself. And so up until that point, I really don't see that I abandoned myself, but now I can see that the next time I'm in a relationship or in a situation where I feel myself doing that behavior and clamming up, I have some questions to ask myself, and it probably means that that, that's not the right person for me because some relationships just work easier and some don't. Like my friendships, I don't have to like work that hard for me and my friends to understand each other. 
and me and this guy, we did kind of have to in some ways um, about important things, about enough things that it, I think it would matter. Like, of course, we're not going to have someone that's going to always understand us 100% of the time, but I feel like it was enough that this is not something to pursue more. So let's see, I have a couple more thoughts here. One is that we want to be with people that give us that full body feeling of yes. I think Glennon Doyle said that or she got it from somewhere and shared that. So we want to be with people and do things that give us that full body yes feeling, right? If we're feeling that little no or a little bit of no, then that's not the right direction, So that's kind of one of those ways to tell in a relationship or friendship how it's going is, do you feel a full body yes about this person or do you feel a little bit of a no, a a little bit of a I'm not sure? And then just investigate it. It doesn't mean you have to break up with them, but maybe start investigating those um, feelings and and what's behind them. Is it work you need to do for yourself or is it something that's just is irreparable about the relationship? So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it gave you guys some details about maybe what to look for when you're dating, because these are things that has taken me eight years of dating to figure out about myself and nine or 10 years of therapy to realize. So they're not easy. It's not easy to come by doing this work. And if you're listening to this and it's making sense to you, then you're on the path, you know, you're doing the right thing and keep it up. So let me know what you think about the episode. And if you've ever had that clamming up feeling with someone and how it worked out there or didn't work out, I'd love to hear about it. Take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.